Excellent. So here we are back to it on this Sunday morning with the Elohim on Sunday, September 24th in 2023. As usual, we gather here for two hours on the Sunday morning, at least Pacific time, 10 a.m. till noon, where we gather with a group of people. I see it as high-intended people operating for the highest and greatest good as we collect our energetic strength. The Sunday morning we are more informed and we seem to have communication with entities from higher densities. Now check it out. See how it feels to you. See if it resonates with you if you're here for the first time. And then take it from there. You know, give yourself the time and uh, I hope you'll enjoy. As usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. A few more people joined in in the last minute. If you want to, feel free to say a name and location. Joan, Joan Spring. Welcome to you, Joan. Hi. Wynn Sedona. Welcome, Wynn. Happy Sunday. Hi, Wynn. Hi. Hello to everybody on BBS. And the next caller, welcome. Please say the location. Yeah, Roger. Willow in Ashland, Oregon. I hear Roger and I I hear Willow. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Is Terry Marie here? She isn't at this moment. Let me call her and see what's... All right. She's coming. All right. Okay. So, yes, I want to share that we have a few people in our group that on and off are able to communicate with those higher sources, apparently. Check it out. We also have people who work with a pendulum and are able to receive yes and no answers to questions. And um, healing that it's, a, it's a beautiful Say, Go ahead, John. Yeah, healing com is not working yet. Okay. Uh, he's he's calling Terry Marie right now. So the link for the healing list is what you said. Yeah, it's not, not working, yeah. Okay, let me double check on that. I want to say if anyone's listening that hasn't heard us before, most people... Welcome to the call, please. Hi, it's Terry Nevada. Hi, Terry Marie. Welcome. Hi. Most people that listen to our calls end up being pretty positive that life goes on after death and that reincarnation is real. And the reason is I mean, aside from a lot of evidence that's already in the world about that, is that on this call, we speak to some people 
that have dropped their bodies and who are talking to us from the new place they've arrived at. And they always explain to explain to us what it's like to be there. So it's very interesting. And one of the people that dropped her bodies was my partner for the last 20 years, Terry Brown, who was bringing through messages from the higher realms. And after she dropped her body, she started being in the same higher realms that she was channeling from. And as as Heiz was mentioning, she has communicated to us through various people in our group. And I was able to confirm without a shadow of a doubt in my mind that it was really her. So stay tuned for an exciting call and be prepared to open up the possibilities that you may never have known were real. Hey, John, I want to mention, for me, the page is working for the healing list. Joan, Joan? I, I muted her. She had background. Do you want me to open up? Well, let me just tell her. Uh, after we open up and start the call, I'll ask her if she wants to put somebody on the healing list manually. Wait till she, is she on the call yet? I haven't heard of her yet either. Okay. No. She'll be here. It was John, not Joan, that was having trouble. John. Yeah. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Uh, positive greetings from Sedona. Hi. Hi, Raiden. Welcome. Thank Hi, Raiden. Welcome to the call. Please say name and location. Hi, hi, everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Hi, Shirley. Welcome. Happy Sunday. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. How are you? Fe- how are you feeling today, Shirley? Oh, much better, and thank you for the healing the other night. You guys brought my blood pressure right back down to normal after the call. It was amazing. Thank you. Great. Wonderful. You are are so welcome. And as anyone new might notice, you're hearing a group of people who are, I would say, regulars. And they have learned that there's an energy on this call and there are beings in higher dimensions that are on this call. They're on the call right now and they pay attention to everyone on the call. And oftentimes people have amazing things happen in all different kinds of ways. Happy Sunday, welcome. Please name a location. But only if you want to. Welcome. Back to you, in. I think I finished. People have experiences that are 
approach the miraculous that comes to our calls regularly. Let's see. What time is it? Uh, oh, eight. It's about time to start, right? Can I wait? Yeah, is it time to start? Uh, yes, let's do that. The mutes, the mutes are dinged. I mean, the dings are muted. I'll. Um, I haven't heard of Jackie either. I heard of the train. Is that your train, Harsh? Uh, yes, well, not necessarily mine, but it's nearby here, yes. That's what I mean. Um, when you, you will open up, and Cecil is here with us. Cecil, you're still avail- okay. available? You're muted right now. Hold on. Yes, it's done now, right? Cecil, Boy, you're muted on your own end. I cannot like, unmute you. Know, you. I timed it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It should be done. But yeah. it's I'm here for the next five minutes. Oh, so I'm getting an extra Can you hear me? Okay, hold on one second. Cecil, what do you say? Are you available? I'm I'm here for the next five minutes. Okay, so we're going to go right okay. on it. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Okay, when it is um, September the 24th. Here we go. The recording has started. This is September 24th, 2023. Winfrey in Sedona. And a bunch of people on a conference line. Terry Brown with this density, not in a body, and with her friends who were who are on the call helping to support the energy of this call. And at the very beginning of the call, we do this invocation to help integrate the energies of those beings that are in higher dimensions with this call, with those of us who are in lower dimensions who are physicalized on this call. And I I turn it over to Cecil Jepson in Washington State, who's going to do the invocation. Over to you, Cecil. Thank you, Wynn. One infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and fill everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and anchored into the earth. We invite our higher density friends who are service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. And we co-create a loving group energy connection for the highest and greatest good for all, honoring free will. And back to you, Wynn. Thank you, Cecil. And, um, you know, this call, the basis for this call started about 20 years ago when my partner, Terry Brown, woke me up in the middle of the night and said, 
get a tape recorder out. And I had no idea what was coming, but a voice that didn't seem to be hers started communicating with me and said they were available to answer questions. They identified themselves by the name the Council of Elohim. And when I Googled the word Elohim, I found out it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament and the name the Mormons used for God. And I asked them, are you the same Elohim? And they said they were part of the same. They explained that they were a group of beings that didn't have bodies, that were pure energy, that were very old, that existed before there was a manifest universe, and that were part of the original creation of the manifest universe. And it was a little bit much for me to believe, but I said, maybe it's true, and if it's true, it'll have to prove itself to me. And it did. And that's why we're doing this call now. If you'd like to hear the whole story, if you go to YouTube and do a search for when meets God, you'll come up with a video that's about an hour long, it's very well produced, that tells all the things that happened to me, that convinced me that it was real. And if you've ever had a curiosity about who God is, how the universe started, why we're here, some of that video will explain what I learned as a result of these ongoing communications. And as part of this call, we will be playing a replay of one of the thousands of communications which are posted on a webpage, thespiritchannel.net. And thank you for listening. I think you'll find it interesting and maybe even compelling. And um, on that note, as I was saying before, Highs opened opened the call up. I was talking to the, to the people on the line and the people on BBS. I'll say it again. Um, we've been having ongoing conversations with Terry Brown and others in what they call the fifth density, asking questions. And Terry started talking to people in our group after she left her body. And and we'll be having a, a short conversation with her. And one of the people that, <laughs> you know, Terry knocks on my walls. And just at the moment I said, we're going to have a short conversation with her. There was a knock on the wall. Hi, Terry. Nice to have you here. 
Let's give Terry a wave. If you don't feel anything, make pretend. Just acknowledge that this could be real. So we have two of the people on the call that have been communicating with Terry. That's Terry Marie in Boulder, Nevada, and Shirley, let me see, I think it's Adamweiler, something like that, in Ohio. And uh, it's very interesting because the same being is talking through both people. And so we can be on the call and be talking to Terry Marie and then jump right over to Shirley and she can continue it. And there's no way we could be making this up. <laughs> um, when Terry first started talking to me, I did all, all this testing and I still do a little tests and asking questions that only she would know the answer to. Like I would be trying to find things in the house and she could direct me to them, things that she would have known but I may not have known, and um, and other things. I mean, it gets so far out that I say, I can't tell this to anybody. No one's going to believe it. So, um, <laughs> But I, I do tell people. The people that are regulars in our call know that it's real. Some of the people have been on our calls for years, and um, they feel a part of the energy. And what happens is, we have all existed in this lower realm on Earth, which they identify or call 3D. And then there's 4D, 5D, 60, 70, 8D, 90D, 10D, etc., etc. And um, when you die, most people go to one of these higher dimensions and continue. Uh, and that's what happened to Terry. And it is good to know that you don't die because it takes away a lot of fear of being alive because I guess one of, one of the common ideas is that when you die, you no longer exist and, uh, and that this is all there is. And I think we prove on these calls Without a shadow, without a shadow of a doubt, that that's not true, and we have many explanations, and there are many people out there that would say this is not true, and other people that have had phenomenal experiences are communicating with dead people, and uh, it's like a new way of understanding life from a higher perspective. You're not going to die. Your body will die. 
which you saw continues. And in many cases, it continues and it comes back and takes another body. When Terry was bringing in these messages, I asked him, was Terry ever anybody famous in the past life? And they told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena. And I found the story of this young woman in Siena, Italy, I think 1,200 years ago or something, who would go to the local church and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And she was channeling, in other words, the same thing Terry did in this life. And all of these messages were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, which is still a classic of Catholic literature. There happens to be Catholic churches all over the place that are named after St. Catherine. And as I studied St. Catherine, I found some paintings of her, and Terry just so happened to be the spitting image of St. Catherine. That was one of the early things that happened that started to convince me that everything we were doing was real, authentic, legitimate. But I tell everyone, make up your own mind. We just do these calls and we present the data as it happens. We have our conversations and everyone can draw their own conclusions. And if you start coming to the calls regularly, and I won't say it necessarily has to be this way, but it does seem to work this way. The sources that have been talking to me through Terry have said that when you're on this call, they're paying attention to you. And if you're open to it, they don't intrude, they honor free will, but if you're open to it, they'll make a connection and you can feel the energy. And sometimes there's times when you can ask questions and you can ask your own personal question. If there's an area in your life where you're stuck and they'll answer it. And they always say, don't believe us blindly. This is not a religion. This is, you don't have to have faith that this is true. It will, it will prove itself to you over time. And, and you don't need faith. Give, to give an example, there was a, a, a time when, this was some years ago, Terry was on the call, and she suddenly started speaking in another language. It's what it sounded like. And the next day, I got an email from a lady named Batul in Turkey. And she said, she was listening to our call on BBS radio, and Terry, or the sources that speaking were speaking through Terry, said hello to her 
in her native language, Turkey, Turkish. And they wished her a happy birthday <laughs> by name. And uh, it blew her mind. So that's, that's one tiny little example of some of the many phenomena that hap- happens to people, ha- happens on this call publicly. And um, so once again, watch the movie, Wind Meets God. Do a search on YouTube for Wind Meets God, and it'll show up. And you can hear all the, not all, but a good many of the stories that happened in the evolution of the work we're presenting. And I thank everyone for listening. And I'm going to start off, and I'm going to talk to Terry Marie, who is able demonstrated the ability to channel Terry. And we'll ask some questions. Terry Marie, are you there? Are you unmuted, Terry Marie? No, I'm here, yes. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming in and helping with this project. Terry says good morning to everyone. Good morning, Terry. Now, Terry, just for your information, does not have a body. And uh, she dropped her body, and in this density, it's optional whether you have a body or not. And she is being of service. At that stage, I think I could say the beings in this density, by and large, are being of service to those of us in third density. Could we say that, Terry? Yes. Yes. And so they don't need things that we need. They don't need food. They don't need possessions. I don't think you have a house, do you, Terry, of any kind? No. No. No house. No structure. You don't, you don't need a house if you don't have a body, right? Right. There are no physical structures. How do you spend your days? I should maybe a better question is do you have days? No. There's no No. time here. No. There's no time. Uh, there's much to be done. Oh looking over people in third dimension. Helping wherever possible. Now, people in third dimension, most people, totally believe they're in the bodies they inhabit. And they're they're clueless as to the fact that um, 
they continue in a soul which is not a body. Soul is like an energy unit of you. Yes. Yes. And I think Jesus was trying to make that point when he spent his time in a body on the planet, right? Correct, yes. And he exists now in the same density that you're in, right? Yes, and beyond. And beyond. And you exist beyond too, don't you? Yes. You move into sixth density and seventh density, I think he once said. Yes. Yes. And, um, sometimes higher. You know, sometimes higher. Do you choose to anchor in fifth density because it's a better um, launching to work with third density? Yes. Okay. And somebody asked me uh, uh, an interesting question. I think it was John. I think he was asking this question. That when you're in the different densities, there's different abilities you have, okay? And I think from my own observation, when you're in fifth density, you can, you can move your fifth density body anywhere you want in third density and pay attention to what's going on anywhere in the world and you don't need any yeah. transportation. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then what are the qualities of, say, sixth density? Much, much the same as fifth, so, um, a little stronger density. Of, um, I don't know that there is not a specific cutoff between five and six. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a blending. Now, six is a, I know. Six. I know from experience that sometimes you've demonstrated the ability to move objects in third density from where you are, okay? Yes. Is that but a fifth alone. density? With help. Is that a fifth density quality or higher? Mm, combination. Oh. Other densities may chime in on what is being being done in uh, 3D, but fifth is where it originates. And you know, as you just said, but I'll, I'll repeat it: that um, when you have a some kind of manifestation where there's a physical object moving, 
course, changing form, then it takes a lot of help to do that. In other words, one fifth density being, it's unlikely that they can do that by themselves. Is that right? Yes. Yes. There's much energy coming from other densities who wish to make that happen. But and it starts out though where you initiate the request and other entities can feel that intention on your part and then they voluntarily join you to help that manifestation happen. Yes. It doesn't always have to be a request to me. It could be a request to another entity or spirit on the other side and others will join and make this, do the same thing. And, you know, we, we, we understand that at the higher levels there's a group called the Elohim group and then there's another group called the Ra group. And yes. that do they participate in this manifestation? Yes, at times. But you don't need them to do it. You can do it just with other other beings in this density. Yes, and yes, just in other densities as well. Mm-hmm. And do do those higher groups? often communicate with those of beings in the fifth density? Yes. They, they do. Yes. And can they communicate with everyone at the same time? Mm. Yes. And everyone gets a message from them at the same time, right? Right. It's kind of like you live in a city <laughs> and there's something happening that everyone should know about. The city can do an emergency broadcast. Or yes. Yes. They similar. Can ring, yes. They can ring sirens okay. and, and everyone well, will hear like it. Yeah. Well, yes. They probably don't need to use sirens because that's kind of a disruptive thing. <laughs> right. But, um, it's an, a very strong it, energy is put out and everyone can feel it. Everyone knows it's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And there's no hierarchy in this density either, is there? No. In other words, if someone was a great person in third density and did great accomplishments they don't they don't get any special deference in fifth density because of that correct there's no ranking so to speak no right right and there's 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 no real bosses right in other words the Elohim no. or or you or anyone don't say Okay, we want everyone to do this. It'd be more likely they say we'd we'd like to ask this of you, and then 
people would voluntarily do it. Yes, without words, yes. Without words. Well, it's hard to imagine because we've never had that experience here in third density. But I've seen enough evidence of it to know that it's true, okay? Yes. Now, I thought I might call on someone to talk to who we've talked to in the past. And, you know, I had a conversation with him, a private conversation with Terry Marie. And uh, he said he really liked me. I mean, like, like he connected with me and that I was a little bit like him in this, when he was in third density. And his name is John Lennon, who, of course, everybody knows was one of the, the Beatles. And some people look at him as the leader of the Beatles. Let's see if he's there. Um, Terry Murray can't speak in a Liverpool accent yet, but <laughs> John, are you there? Just a moment. Yes, yes, he's here. I thought I might ask you some questions um, about how it felt when you moved from third density to fifth density. Okay? Yes. And it seemed to me that some of the songs you wrote were had a fifth density feel to them. Yes. It, like like uh, Strawberry Fields Forever or Imagine. Yes. Yes. Or I could I could tune in to five D at times, yes. And what else? What other what other song? Um, Instant Karma. Yes. Instant Karma gonna get you, gonna knock you off your feet, better recognize your brother, everyone you meet, right? Yes. So that's kind of a 5D concept, I would say. Yeah? Yes, it was along those lines. Now, were you, having, were you having communications with higher beings when you were in a body? Or was it coming through like it was your own thoughts? Well, I knew it was coming from a higher density, but not specific, a specific entity. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, everyone has read about the moment that you left this realm, when that guy appeared in the front of the Dakota apartments on, on the west, I think it was the west side of the village, well, the west side of 
not the village, but um, Central Park. And were you aware what he was going to do when you saw him? Did you see him before he did it? Yes, I saw him and I had a, I had a suspicion of what he had in mind. <laughs> okay. Did you go into fear at that moment? Yes, a bit of fear, but then I realized that this was my time. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. And Yoko was next to you, right? Yes. So, if you can remember, what's the first thing you remembered after you realized your body was disappearing and going out, fading out? Oh. I, Yoko, I didn't want to leave her. It was a strange place. I knew I was leaving, yet I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. But then I just knew that I had to go with it. Mm-hmm. And accept it. Did any angels come in to help you in the transition? Yes, yes. More than one. And was there a column of light? Yes. Not right away, but yes. And did you go through um, a debriefing in the higher realms? After a short period. After a short period. Yes. And did you meet Jesus? Oh, after a time, yes. Took time processing and getting situated, I suppose, before I saw others. Mm -hmm. And of course... Jesus wasn't annoyed because there was that famous incident of the Beatles that that you provoked where in some interview you said the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I said that. Silly. Well, you know what? You didn't say they were better than Jesus. It was a truthful statement at the time. They probably were more popular than Jesus, but different people. But it was taken like you were putting the Beatles above Jesus, you know. And uh, as a result, people were burning Beatle records, stuff like uh-huh. that. But it, I don't think it bothered Jesus. It, no. Yeah. No. I, it wasn't my intention. No. Well, there's no indication that it was your intention. It was. It was a statement of truth. I mean, Hitler might have been able to say that he was more popular than Jesus, and uh, and. 
and it would have been a statement of truth. But of course, Hitler was not. You were doing good work, and Hitler wasn't. You know. Right. And um, did you have anything that happened in that period where you were transitioning realms and entering five D? Did you have anything that happened that surprised you? Uh, not to surprise me, uh, there was a lot going through my mind, if you, not really my mind, but a lot of impressions and visualizations, uh, thinking, where am I going? And am I going to see everyone I knew before who had passed? And, and what is this going to be like? And can I still talk to Yoko? And, a lot was going through me. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprising, not really. Well, people I met, uh, forgot about, so uh, that were there before me. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them again. Yes, it was a little surprising, but not surprising at the same time because I knew they were there. And it's my understanding that Paul actually died in 1965. And I think you confirmed that in the past. Yes. And does that mean you see see Paul on the other side? I'm sure you do. Yes. Yes. Can you have friends in the old-fashioned way? In five days? Yes, but, yes, but more stronger than that. We were very elated to meet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a higher place. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into this on on the call, but I'll tell people since we we mentioned this that Paul had died in nineteen sixty five. There's a lot of information on the web about that. And if you look up Paul Fall, F-A-U-L, you'll find it. There were photos of how Paul, the guy who identified himself as Paul, um, looked different from Paul. He was taller than Paul. And of course, all the Beatles had to have known it, but they didn't want to say it. The only the only Beatle that said it was uh, George, who on his when he was when he was when he was dying, he um, made an audio and sent it to somebody and told the whole story. And uh, now I do believe, John, that was after after you left the realm, right? Yes. Did you know about that? Yes. Yes. And of course, George is up there as well, right? Mm. Yes, he's here too. Yes. Mm-hmm. You all ever communicate to Ringo? Mm. 
we try. We, uh, we try to communicate with Ringo. He sometimes feels us. Yes. Not strong. And, and but you have a clearer communication with Yoko, right? Right. And you actually have conversations with her, like verbal? Mm, not exactly verbal. More feelings, messages in a different way, a more subtle way. Mm -hmm. How about your first wife? How about your first wife, Cynthia? There's some slight connection. It's not very strong. And then you have a son, Sean, right? Yes, Sean Julian. Hey, were the Beatles ever together in a past life playing music? Yes, but we haven't really gone into that. Ancient times. Do you do you remember it? It was Egyptian. Did you know me in Egypt? It was under a tent? Yes, with girls dancing. We were playing instruments. Mm -hmm. Now, they weren't groupies, were they? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. This Terry Marie, you know? I, I visualize, but I can't describe it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh. Did you know did you know me when you were in Egypt? Terry Marie, I'm not getting that. Mm-hmm. When you when you in this past life, were you as off the wall as the Beatles were in this life? In in what life? In that life, did you say? Well, the Beatles were kind of off the wall. They would just be irreverent. They would say things. They were always in a... I mean, when they were at their best, they were in a very buoyant mood. And particularly John wouldn't let anything control him, or minimally. I'm sure things control him, but... And if they were together in another life, playing music, what, did they have a similar kind of rapport between yes. them? Yes. They did. Because I think part of the Beatles' success was not just due to the brilliant music that they wrote, but to that joyous rapport and fun that they were able to yes. communicate. And, uh, yes. and it really lifted people. Yes. 
and um, spirit. George George was more serious, wasn't he? Yes. But he still he still participated in that in that right. aspect of the Beatles. Yes. And I, I don't think music was. I don't think any other band had done it anything like that to that extent in the history of modern music anyway. So um, since three of the Beatles are in 5D, right? You, Paul, and George... And you don't have yes. bodies. Do any of you have bodies? No. Light bodies. No. Light bodies. And you're yeah, all many doing other your... mu- Many other musicians that we gather, so to speak, with. Mm-hmm. So you, you all play music, right? We can, yes. And we mm-hmm. do. But you don't, do you have in- instruments? Mm, no, not physical instruments. So uh, you make vibrations, you make, vibrations. You make the music with consciousness, right? Yes, vibrations, frequencies, yes. Okay. Well, this is all very, very interesting. And have you gotten to know Terry at all? Yes, we've met Terry. Mm -hmm. He's here. He enjoys our music. I'm I'm, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she enjoys you all. Okay. Um, She would enjoy the irreverence of the Beatles. And you helped me. You helped me because I listened to your songs, and on all of those songs that were like five D songs that I mentioned. Yes. I, I, I related to those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm glad that you were able to connect. Yeah. And as you know, I have been a songwriter this lifetime. And yes. you you were one of my influences. So thank you. I'm happy I could help. And I think I think you liked Bob Dylan a lot, didn't you? Yes. Well, Bill probably did. very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And he could write lyrics that were. Crossover dimensions, right? Yes, yes. That's why I like. All right. I learned from him. Yeah. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do a replay of one of Terry's sessions. And is there anything you'd like to say before we go into the replay? Thank you for connecting with us and uh, 
very glad to be part of this call. Well, thank you. And thank you for trusting us and sharing. My pleasure. And on that note here, let me see here. I'm trying to... I don't know why I don't hear the broadcaster now. You want me to start it that you uh, move it to where you want to have it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, oh, you know what? I know why. Do you, you see it there, Harris? This is April 15th, 2018. Isn't it, is this today that taxes are supposed to be turned in? No, no they're giving you a grace day because it's Sunday. We'll respect the angel because... Then what do you do? Um, do you stop existing? Do you hang out in the astral? Do you go to the heaven realms? What do you do? You know, we exist. And as far as I understand, we're eternal. So uh, let me turn it over to our sources, and they can make some introductory comments. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We see that the... attention of everybody at a subconscious, unconscious level is focused upon the action in Syria. And it is taking our attention at a highest level. And we then set that aside for this channeling so that we may come through with full attention to your questions. Um, perhaps some of you did not feel so good today and at a very highest level of Conscious, it is being felt the stress that is being put upon world affairs. We set that aside and we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator that is always in forever the same and yet changing like the rainbows, the weather, the shifts, that the uh, radiance, the uh, unique 
gradations of vibrations in consciousness. If we ever say anything that does not resonate with you, then disregard it. That it does not apply to you at this time. We see the questions that you have in mind that the previous channeling has left you with questions concerning if you do not reincarnate, what do you do? There are various levels of reincarnation. One of them is where you come back to the physical, whether it is on the planet Earth or another planet. Then you come back for more lessons. Another choice, if you do not reincarnate back to the physical, is to join a group like the Ra group or the Elohim group of energies without bodies that have their each their own sovereignty, but work in complete harmony and synergy with the other members of the group. Yellowheen work in synergy and harmony. The raw group, due to their experience in the physical, have a little more diversity in specification, specific jobs and organization that they do and are not, they're more disciplined and more uh, energetic and uh, more fixed than the members of the Elohim group. Could you, could, you use, could, could you use the word more regimented? Yes. Okay. So they're more regimented and more able to be regimented. The Elohim are more, um, they, they do not make permanent connection, which allows them to be more free and open to be in the moment. Um, time passes very quickly for the Elohim, does not pass as quickly for the Ra group. We have combined ourselves, the Elohim and the Ra groups, not the whole groups, but parts, so that we can bring through a bigger footprint of energy to you. So another potential if you do not reincarnate in the physical is to go to the heaven realm and join the ranks of the angels. Another potential is to go to the higher realms which are less dense than the lower realms and to have a life in 
the higher realms and the crystal cities and the harmonies of people with theory, not dense bodies, and that are getting along in harmony. If just harmony develops, it is more in the lower levels because the people are hanging on to ideas and beliefs that fix them in time and they do not want to let go of them. Beliefs and ideas are a hook that bring a person to stabilize an anchor which the physical has many anchors that the individual then can work through their dilemmas and it, everything is much it's slower so they are able to just be um, sitting with the same problem a problem is a diversity of an idea where the person, the flow is stuck, where there is one side and the other side. And the person is stuck in between them with a problem. Should I go to Paris? Should I not go to Paris? And then they get paralyzed. I got i got to go to Paris, and it's going to cost me $1,000. I don't have $1,000. What am I going to do? Should I marry Stan, or should I marry Herman? Um, and the person gets stuck and sort of paralyzed and not knowing what to do in the dilemma of the physical. Is what slows things down as people try to work through their terms and op terms, their ideas and the opposite of their ideas. Like, I need control, but I don't have control. And I love him sometimes and hate him sometimes. And there are all kind of a gradient between love and less love and less love and eventually um, getting into dislike and, and then in, into hate. It's all kind of the same scale. And people then get caught in between and they think that it's a choice between this and that. And then they get stuck and paralyzed. And they have a belief system that doesn't work. And because it's specific to one particular incident, which it was a proper response in that incident, but like being paranoid. But because there was a reason to be paranoid, and then in later on, 
there's no reason to be paranoid, but they got stuck in that. Now they're paranoid in the wrong place and time. So staying in present time is very important because then you can evaluate your surroundings and you can evaluate what is the proper action without getting stuck in some past dilemma. We hope that helps you for the questions. Yes. Sometimes people have been stuck in past dilemmas, probably oftentimes. And then they go to accomplish something. Like, I want a loving relationship. I want great success. And they're not able to accomplish what they think they want because of all the dilemmas they're stuck in. And then they say, well, I don't want to come back here anymore. Okay, It's too tough here. And Avoidance is no answer because it hangs there in time until no. the person resolves it or dismisses it within their own heart. It hangs there in time. And even though they decide they have to avoid it for now, it will come back. If not in the next lifetime, maybe five lifetimes from now. But it will come back until they deal with it. Mm -hmm. So when the person asked on Wednesday, do we really have to reincarnate? Or do I, you know, and you said, no, you don't. It It seems to me, if a person has these patterns, which they've avoided, and they haven't worked through, then the only, they have to work through it in a yes. 3D environment like this one. And so they're... Maybe or, not. Maybe they can go to heaven and they can present their issues and be helped with them in a life mm-hmm. review. Yes. But in order to go to have the heaven realm... A person needs to have certain qualifications, like an open well, heart. Well, it's not that you, I mean, the qualifications are not like you have to have a diploma or a degree or something to go there. It's like, yeah, you need to have a predisposition want to go there and if you have an open heart then you're more open towards change Mm -hmm. now when somebody is filled with all of these patterns from past lives sometimes they don't have an open heart they have a hard time opening their heart they develop, they develop an attitude like everything is dog-eat-dog. Yeah, and, they got triggers, and so that's what they focus on is the area of the thing right. that's holding them back because 
that's where their attention is. And so that's what they focus on and that's what they see. Yeah. Now, when somebody starts coming to our calls, and if they have patterns like that, and they hear about the heaven realm, and they say, okay, when I die, that's where I want to go. Yes. How far will that intention carry them? It depends on their openness. It depends on their mm, hanging on to the physical, like, maybe they love pizza and they don't want to leave the pizza parlor. Uh-huh. So then they're going to have another life in the pizza, eating pizza and, and until they get sick of pizza. And <laughs> when they get fulfilled in the area of the pizza, uh, then they can move on. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that, as I understand it, to get to the heaven realm, you need to access the column of light on the other side to be transported there. No, it's not necessary. You can go directly there. The column of light is a transition. It is to help disconnect you from the physical and reconnect you with the higher realm. So it has um, frequencies in it that help you to let go of the problems that you experienced in the hooks of the physical and you let go of them, and then you are able to be transported higher and higher till you get to the frequency of heaven, because it is at a different frequency. If you can change immediately and go from one frequency to the other without the gradients, you do not need the column of light. But that would mean that in this realm, you would have had to have lived somewhat of a loving life. Yes. Love Uh, is very important because it helps you to move from one situation to another because you love the situation and you're able to have it or not have it or let go of it or Experience it or enjoy it or uh, move through it. You are not hanging on, but you have to have it. It is an experience that you have, but you are not hanging on to it. This allows you to experience life in its fullest because if you hang on to it moment by moment, you don't... You, you, you don't create it in the moment, and it gets it gets old or not not in the moment, and so it's hard. 
you you can't hold on to something. You have to keep creating it moment by moment, not to hang on to the past. Mm-hmm. Who architected the Column of Light? I was architected by angels and the technologies available in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when someone gets an opportunity to move into the column of light, are there angels that are particularly assigned to offer that to that person? Or yes. does it happen? It doesn't happen automatically, right? The angels keep track when a person wants to join into the column of light as a guide. And a particular angel is assigned depending upon the person and can be of a similar angelic posture as the individual, a physical angelic um, image similar to the image of the person's body and therefore the person crossing over will respect the angel because of the angel's particular stature would be somewhat familiar to the individual and make the individual comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now, if we go back to the very beginning of the universe, which we've had many conversations about, and Mm -hmm. the the Elohim created the template that the universe... Actually, God created the template, and then it was modified by the logos of each area and, and, and the Elohim was making use of mm-hmm. templates. They didn't say, okay, now we need a template for this. They said, oh, if we spin energies, what happens? And the template mm-hmm. was already there. Mm-hmm. So, at what point did the angelic realm come into existence in the history of our planet? Much and later. Much it later. It came in much later. At first, we as Elohim were simply having fun and spinning energies and seeing what the outcomes would be because at the very beginning of the universe, there was potential for awareness, but there was nothing to be aware of. And so when the energies learn how to spin, they spin themselves, and it condenses consciousness out of the God realm. It convinces, it condenses consciousness, and then there starts to be the ability to be aware. But if you're going to be aware, 
uh, you have to have something to be aware of or you won't notice that you're aware. It's like it can be very frustrating if there's nothing to be aware of. So there was this strong desire for two to have another spinningness that one could be aware of. And then when the spinning was able to be folded over on itself, which takes a trick of attention and creativity, then you have two. And now there's something to be aware of. And when you have, you start to fold over, and all of a sudden you have two, then vibrations start and you get the bang, the, the connection of the different, two different spinning energies that now are connected, but they're separate. And now you have something to be aware of. Okay. And going back to the angelic realm. In the angelic realm, we have numerous beings. And are they energy beings or are they focalized? Well, they're less dense than a physical body. But they're and so they're a lot energy, but also they're physical. And when and in the angelic realm, you have honor, integrity. When you have love, and the qualifications begin to be in a you begin to grow wings and you get your wings and you bigger the wings the more honor you have the more successes and love you've given you're able to have bigger wings now what was obviously an Angel is a focalized consciousness yes. that that has volunteered to do a certain role in helping the universe evolve. Well, it is not to help the universe evolve. It is to help individual consciousnesses to ease their pain, to is our problems and to learn how to step out of their problems and how to love and how to progress, be in more harmony and uh, begin to fulfill themselves. Mm -hmm. The question I'm leading up to is how does that first establish itself? Where did these angelic beings come from? Were they derivative of the Elohim? Were they 
how did they what was their first creation or their first creation of themselves? Well, it was a group, and it is not from the Elohim. There's a sincerely, there's a lot of wanderers that wander in there that want to help, and they, uh, it was a collection of beings that got together and were trying to brainstorm the best ways to help, sort of like uh, the idealistic Red Cross, um, like what can they do, what kind of organization can they develop that will help people after they have gotten all messed up or after they need help, uh, what can they do to help and they gradually more join them but it's not necessarily a him. It's like a being that wants to help. And it's people think that the angels are all wise, but they are learning too. And it is essentially a being with 75% heart open that wishes to help um, individual life forms. So angels really are a collective of all kinds of beings with all kinds of different um, backgrounds. Right, and the the qualifications are that you really want to love and you really want to help, and but you need seventy five percent, but willingness to put a shoulder to the project and and to like you need energy of enthusiasm towards helping and mm-hmm. towards the uh, progression of souls desire mm-hmm. to work with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. now jeez uh, I just got a question here um how in years in in earth years how long ago did the angelic realm first come together since time began you have a group of individuals that are concerned about life being lost in in the morass of all that is, and Mm -hmm. the yearning to make an organization of love that is there to help and to learn, to teach. Mm -hmm. Now, when somebody like Kimberly, for those of you who don't know, Kimberly is an amazing healer that has this huge team on the other side working with her, and she does miracles kind of as a commonplace thing. When you have somebody like Kimberly, is there usually part of the angelic realm connected to her on the other side? It is a team of individuals 
who are parting views but not all angels. It is collected from everywhere that amazing healers can get together and can step through the veil and can uh, train and teach that you can step beyond the veil and you uh, and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit and Jesus that all of these individuals who have the tremendous desire for people to hear heal to heal people um, can step through the veil and can teach that it is not necessary to um, be under the thumb of the veil. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking so much about the angelic realm, is that can they feel us talking about them? Do they come into the space as we talk about them? They're available at any rate. They are, some of them are oriented towards the um, people caught in a conflict right now. Conflict. And they are working towards helping individuals caught in a conflict with Syria and they can they are alert to individual requests um, and coming through where needed. Thank you. And what is an archangel? What is an archangel? What is an archangel? An archangel is a master angel that is um has worked in a specific area and has the a specific range of uh, talents and helping in a certain way. Um, they aren't necessarily infallible, but um, they have developed a great deal of wisdom. And um, because angels, when they start, are full of love, but may not heave wisdom of the realm, so they, people ask wisdom, but they can give love, um, but they do not have the wisdom. An archangel has begun to develop wisdom in certain specific areas that they can provide, but they are not infallible. When somebody uses the the word archangel in this realm, is there any ever any trickery in that? In other words, could it be a service self entity saying they're archangel? There's all 
there are individuals who are trying to take advantage of everything, and it can be a fake that is pretending uh, that is possible. Therefore, it is very uh, important when one is working with an archangel to examine the energy, and you might even wish to challenge the being in the name of Christ Consciousness or Holy Ghost, uh, because at a certain level, a challenge will sort it out between someone that is offering trickery and someone that is still valid. Mm-hmm. Now, it's my understanding that Terry has spent quite a bit of time in in the angelic realm yes. doing life reviews for people. Yes. yes. And um, where did where did she come from before she was in the angelic realm? The sixth density. She had a lifetime in the sixth density where everything was harmonious. There was crystal castles. Life was very, very good. And she was trained um, by a teacher that would come each day about once a week, the teacher would bring um, lessons learned from the lower levels, which would speed up time and would focus on an individual and the third density that was handling uh, some kind of uh, a life situation. And they were um, often messing up and didn't know it. And then the time would be projected forward to the consequences of their actions. And she would listen to the lessons which were meant to teach lessons in integrity and love and harmony. Uh, But she would think those people need help. And she heard about the heaven realm and so went to the heaven realm to see what she could do to help. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one thing that we haven't talked about, I have a feeling most of what we're talking about is for people that have service to other predispositions. They would be most interested, yes. Yeah. The other people people that are service to self might not wish to hear any of this. Well, a service to self person would be always looking for people to control, to manipulate. Uh, 
to have energy, to bring energy to their own self and their own focus. Yeah. So they would have no interest in helping anybody. In fact, they'd have no interest in even receiving help that was going to make them more loving because that's not what they want to do, right? They are seeking energy and that they're in the third density, the physical realm, they're seeking property and uh, trappings of the realm that will mm-hmm. make them feel more self-important. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard this said, um more than once, not from you, I don't think. I don't think I ever asked a question. And the question is, um, it's been said that in 3D, in a physical incarnation, you have the potential to evolve faster than in any other realm. As difficult as it is, you have the potential to work out your stuff here better. Can you comment on that? Things are slower, so you get more time to examine and you like if things are moving in slow motion, you get a chance to evaluate better and see what are actually the details. However, many people don't get it, and so they do not take advantage of the ability to grow. And they have to get the lesson more than once, often. Mm-hmm. Way, more, way more than once, <laughs> yes. I think. Yes. Because it's based on a belief system that they believe is true, that was really only true for one or two times, but then they keep recreating the pattern and recreating the outcomes, and so they keep reinforcing it. And there's a a phrase that you used a long time ago, more than once, called gross repeating cycles. Yeah. And and I think you were talking about planetary cycles as well as individual cycles. In other yes. words, people keep repeating the same lessons. Um and they don't they do really... not get the lessons, they keep keep recreating the same errors and reasoning and and outcomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. As if they think, well, this time it's going to be different, uh, and the outcome's going to be different, but I know if I keep making the same actions that I think are right, that this time the outcome's going to be different, but it never mm-hmm. is. And somebody's yeah, but somebody has a need to be right. Um, so it's as if they're twisting the arm of the physical realm, trying to make it agree to their warped sense. 
if somebody's listening to this call and they say, that's me. I'm going through these patterns. What do I do? I want to get out of it. I don't want to keep coming back, going through the same pattern. What would you tell them? Observe. First of all, observe what your pattern is. Take a look at others today. Successful. Somebody that is loving and has a good family and is providing love for his family. What is the difference between their outlook and your outlook? It provides clues for where your sense of the now, the, of what's going on, may be warped, or the potentials that are available to you, and you may not want to let go of your pattern because you feel it's necessary for survival, but take a good look at that. How are the other people doing that don't have that pattern? Are they surviving? That is their answer. Thank you. I was gonna I was gonna give an example where we had some pendants where the magnets were reversed. Yes. And we didn't want to send them out because they might no. not work as well. Yes. And then someone commented, just send them out and people won't know the difference. But people at a subconscious level will experience the difference and will not like them as well. Karmically, karmically, what is what's the impact of an attitude like that for someone? Then they will choose people around them that um, don't distinguish. And they may choose people around them that are bad for them. <laughs> Maybe because the people have wealth and power and prestige. And so they think, well, you know, it won't hurt, you know, for me to um, be part of their group. But then they get that experience of the group not really caring for them not really taking care with what they provide because the group is providing that they're a part of them is providing show and sham, not the real deal. In a sense, you would you would tend to attract a group of people who were all using each other. Yes. And not loving each other. Yes. And eventually, most likely, eventually it will go south. Eventually, it will catch up with you and you may not even realize it. Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a very beautiful session. And thank you for such clarity on all these topics. 
and um, any anything else? Can we send the light to Syria right now before we close the session? Let's send the light to the people that are perpetrating the incidents. Send the light to the people that are being used, and send the light to the people that are perpetrating this. That they. Um, we see they are so set in their belief system that they think they're doing the right thing. Um, that oh, there's some area within them that knows mm, that they are trying to evade uh, uh, reality and or reality to their own uses and we send light to them that they may examine what they're doing even for an instant. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Then back to you. This moment we cannot hear you, Win. Hello, hello, I'm here. Yeah. That was a great session. Huh? Yes. All right. Um, you know, at the end of the call, we do a um, uh, a healing list, and you know, right now. By playing that call, it helps bring in all the energies of the higher realms. It's just them paying attention to our call. And um, many people have improvement in various conditions when they put their name on the healing list. The way to get your name on this healing list is in the light that intelligent dash infinity dot com in the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com and we're gonna go through that list in just a moment and if you're on BBS We'll probably run over a little bit because this is a, a conference call that's simulcast on BBS. So we do this call every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and and we play a different session. We have thousands of sessions that we've done. And every every Sunday morning, we play a different one. And if you notice a vibration and a feeling right now, after the call, then if you keep coming, it will start reinforcing your own connection to the higher realms. 
and helping to untrap you from the three, the, the earth realm, the three D realm, and you'll end up living a life with more mastery and more loving. And you'll realize the Elohim has said they can be our companions from the higher realms. And the more you immerse yourself into this, the more you tune into their frequencies. So um, we do have thousands of calls posted on the internet at thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And um, if you want to listen to calls more often than just Sunday, go to that website and just pick a day and uh, it really doesn't matter which one you listen to. Although some are better, the call you heard today was very, very good, I thought. Covered a lot of territory and gave a great feeling of how the higher realms work. I'd like to thank John Lennon for coming in at the beginning of this call and telling us his experience of when he left this realm, when he died. I'd like to thank uh, Terry Marie and Sherry who are on this call, who are channels of the Elohim. And every Sunday, we have a little channeling with the Elohim directly, live. And usually, we have other calls during the week, but this is a good one to start on. And if you like the calls, and if you get the energy of it, we actually have a call every day called Whole Planet Healing, which um, we ask for positive outcomes in different situations. And many people have had successful improvements in health issues as a result of paying attention to our work and coming to the calls often. So on that note, let me see here. What time is it? We have 10 minutes on BBS, and then we're probably going to be cut off. But we'll continue probably for another five or 10 minutes on our conference line. And you're welcome to check in on our conference line. And again, I remind you to watch our movie, um, Wind Meets God. Just do a search for Wind, W-I-N-N, Meets God. Do a search on, on YouTube, and it will come up. And on that note, I'm going to turn it over to CJ. I think. Thanks, Wynn. I don't know. I don't think Sidja's here. Yes, I am here. Oh, great. Hi, Sidja. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Hi, Ryan. Hi, you're such a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we don't charge for most of what we do. And... Um, if you want to support this work, you can make a donation 
at donationbox.xyz. Donationbox.xyz. And we would appreciate it. And your donations will help us reach more people. Uh, so um, I turn it over. Wait a second. There was somebody that wanted to put something on the healing list, and they couldn't get on it. Do you remember who that was, CJ? I think it was John, and he's gotten on there. He has. Okay. Good. So turning it over to CJ. Thank you. I call in the love light around each and every person on this healing list for perfect health, vitality, and protection. Jeannie from Citrus Heights, California. Healing of Lyme disease and Lyme-related arthritis in the right hip. Thank you. CJ, shall we call in uh, Terry Marie to be on now and just hold healing space for people? Yes. Terry Marie, are you there? Here now. You're there? Okay. You know, so just we usually do is hold the energy for 10 seconds, and if there's a comment that comes through, then Terry Marie can say it, okay? And back, we got six minutes on, pardon me? Not always a comment, so it's... It's all right, I'm just saying if there is. And we have six minutes, and we're off of being... Officially less than one win, so you might say goodbye already. What's that? Officially, we have less than a minute on BBS. Okay, well... Say goodbye. If BBS is going to close at, uh, in one minute, then thank you for being here, and, um, and we continue. Thank you. Let's give 10 seconds of prayer and meditation for perfect health for Jeannie in Citrus Heights, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas, please put the US economy and the world economy into the love light so that it will improve so that many more people can be prosperous. 10 seconds for John's request, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington, Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, Nevada, and Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona, into the love light for them to have perfect health. Let's give 30 seconds from Lauren, Gloria, and Jack, starting now. Thank you.
John from Las Vegas. Thank you for the sovereign rights endowed upon the human race. I ask that people are allowed unrestricted access to travel anywhere in the world. I also ask that people are allowed to use virtual private networks to access any website on their computers. 10 seconds for John's request, starting now.